Yeah, guy. yeah. Okay, we're, we we mm. we have we have begun the program. So, hello everybody. This is Sports Goose episode 56. We are continuing on as the rest of the world should be as well. I'm joined by my good friends Andrew and Charles. We're social distancing right now. So, yep. everybody out there, do your part. Let's, you know, it's going to be tough for the next month or so, but we all got to sacrifice and and just 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 stick it out. Just think of it like a long hurricane. And yeah, yeah. for us for you non-Floridians, you know, that this is I can only describe this as a nationwide hurricane with power, food and electric. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. the best way I can describe this. Yeah. Um, so things are getting closed down every day. Something new is getting shut down. New curfews are happening. So just, you know, wash your hands. Don't touch your face as much as, much as possible. Uh, wipe down any surfaces and just stay the heck away from everybody else. And uh, yeah. So how, how have uh, you guys been doing so far? Not bad, to be honest. I mean, I'm, I'm sort of used to uh, being a hermit away from the world, so this isn't really anything different. All right. You know, so that's depressingly sad to hear, but... Uh, okay. Um, and you, Charles? I mean, here's the thing, and I, I think that's how I'm going to start everything, like an annoying human being. I will respectively social distance against my will, I still kind of go to the gym. I went Saturday to Sunday because when I only see 10 or 15 people there, I kind of, my eyes widen like a child on Christmas because that's kind of like my outlet. And so yesterday I tried to work out at home to be respectful of it. But in my head is I still have to enter the fray. You know, work is one thing, but today I had to go to the Dollar Tree because I needed stuff and I wanted stuff. So the idea is that if I have to go in necessity, I'm accepted. So in my sick head, I'll say maybe the gym is necessity because I don't know about you guys, but I'm not of the age where I could just sit and play video games for 12 hours anymore. I'm, it, it's so unknown to me. So I'm sure I'm okay now. Give me about four weeks. If this continues, then I'll have a mental breakdown. I'll grow a beard out. Um, I'll braid my beard. I will have like a pet falcon. That's an interesting point. Become more nature. That's an interesting point. I I haven't. I need a haircut, but I'm not going to get one until I'm for sure like that this thing has passed. So um, I'll I'll probably have a mullet by the end of this uh, because that's exactly how, that's exactly how my hair grows. I'm I'm basically like Yarmir Yager. Um, okay, so. In the background, we have uh, Legends of Wrestling, another classic video game from the GameCube, PS2, and Xbox era. Uh, th- today, we have a, a treat for you. The, the cage is... Uh, Charles has busted out of his cage. There's no longer a cage anymore. There's just a giant hole in it now. And we're going to do a very wrestling-centric episode once we get past all of the, the current news that has been happening at least the last two days, especially today. Mm-hmm. Uh, some big news that's been going on but before we do that uh, let's see who is in this game uh, and this is a more historical take on on wrestling i guess uh, charles i don't know if you see it on the screen there but we've got basically five 
different exhibition choices versus three-way, four-way tag team in an arena. Yeah. And this is Legends of Wrestling. I'm trying to remember what console I remember it on. Was it the Xbox and the GameCube? Xbox, GameCube, and PS2. It's, you know, yeah. unlike Everspace 2, which is not on any of those systems. But you can get it on Steam. So, you know. Yeah. Don't well, live in the past like I do, kids. Play uh, today. You won't be quarantined in that game. You won't be quarantined in that game. That's for sure. Uh, all right. Um, so... What do you want to try? Four way. See, see how many we can get in one. Let, let, let's let's do since we're since we want to kind of we can't in real life distance or we can't be with our friends and family fully. Let's go do a four way dance. Let's let's make it fun. All right. Somewhere so... we're gonna play Yin Yang Twins and we'll get low. All right. So I'll just keep it as the ref, ready to proceed. Sure. I guess. All right. Yeah. So we've got who is in this game? Hulk Hogan. Jimmy, mm. J- Jimmy Superfly Snuka. Okay. Road Warrior Hawk. Yep. Road Warrior Animal. Yep. Brett Hitman Hart. Excellence of Execution. The Iron Sheik. Someone who is kind of extremely funny on Twitter. Uh, this person who has not been unlocked. Don't know who that is. Uh, Terry Funk. Who the King of Hardcore. Tito Santana. Yeah, Tito's not bad. Ted. Debias? Is it, is that Dibiase. Dibiase. dollar man. Okay. All right. Uh, Nikolai Volkov. Ooh, pushed over on those days in the NWA with Ric Flair. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Legendary wrestler with his feud with Ric Flair for the U.S. Championship over in WCW. Vince McMahon dropped the ball in WWF. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. USA, Tony Atlas. Yeah, I don't really know much about Tony. George the Animal Steel. Crazy Man, the great promo, WrestleMania 3, you know, Macho Man, and uh, I think it was a Superfly Snookers. Well, not Superfly, I'm sorry. Uh, wow, you can tell isolation is killing me because I'm forgetting names that we just mentioned. <laughs> uh, the Dragon Steamboat. <laughs> Freddy, what a bunch of hotties. Um, Jerry the King Lawler. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, he still wrestled before he was on commentary in the 90s and on commentary now. And Don Morocco. Is that, that a creative Tom Morocco? Don't know him. Uh, it must be he, uh, must be super classic, I guess. Unless he's like a WWF guy before the WWF was the WWF. Yeah, who knows? All right, so uh, all right, pick, uh, choose your four. All right, first one, we're gonna go with the Road Warriors, Road Warrior Hawk, Road Warrior Animal, also dubbed as the Legion of Doom in the WWF when they were there also Legion Doom 2000 also had I think Heidenreich after Hawk died and it was just Animal in him it was not a good thing okay so we got those two next um ooh uh yeah it's such a limited roster that I have to make it work but we can go with the excellence of execution the best there is best there was best there ever will be debatable uh Bret Hart with Hmm. The Hitman. The Hitman. We'll go with him and I don't want to say Superfly Snuggle, but we'll go with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Alrighty. And I guess, uh, oh, I get to be a referee, so uh, I guess we'll pick this Dune Morocco guy. Don Morocco guy. Ready to wrestle. Let's do it. So we'll have that going on in the background. Yeah, let's do that. We'll, We'll make the story behind it. The Road Warriors a hawk and an animal well, <laughs> what kind of animal do you want to be i'm an animal no but i'm a hawk you have to be an animal all animals are hawks or all some hawks are animals and then they're annoyed at each other 
All right, so we'll have that in the background, and let's uh, let's get to it. So let's start with the, I guess the the gigantic viral elephant in the room. Uh, everything's being shut down. Major League Baseball says that they might start in mid-May. That's uh, not happening. Uh, who knows? Hopefully, that could happen if things can you know miraculously happen. Um, then the uh, NBA and NHL have no idea what's going to happen at this point. We we might have to have a vacant championship at this point. Who knows? Um, remember, the Olympics were supposed to happen. Usually, NBA players go for that. Uh, um, so uh, I don't even know how that's going to work. If, if if it even will work, the well, I mean, the uh, the Olympic Committee, mm-hmm. uh, the Tokyo Olympic Committee, and the IOC are still saying that it's going to be going on as planned. Which I don't know how on earth they can do that because I think the Olympics are in August, July or August. Yeah, July. probably. July. Yeah, probably August or something like that. But either way. Um, you gotta hope that this thing gets resolved in the next five months, but who knows? Um, um, what? Let's see what else we've got. Uh, NCAA uh, March Madness is is done. They're they've basically shut down all um, competitions for this school year. And I know um, I don't I can't speak for other conferences as I don't follow them that much, but. I know it, it was a couple of weeks after they postponed all athletic competition. They went ahead and they decided, you don't know, you know what? No, we're shutting it down completely for the year, which it, it's unfortunate because, I mean, thankfully the NCAA is, um, is planning on giving spring spring sports seniors a, a an extra year of eligibility that's good yeah um, which which is great um but it, it kind of sucks because kind of keeping not necessarily in athletics but in college um i know at least ucf has uh essentially canceled their their spring commencement in may yeah and you know uh a friend of mine posted this, which I wholeheartedly agree with, that, you know, it may have lasted only 15, 15, 30 seconds at most, but that feeling of walking across the stage uh, was incredible. Uh, and... Yeah, it's, 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 it's something huge for everybody, even... Uh, just for the undergrads and the postgraduates as well. I mean, imagine if not having that opportunity for law school for for all of us, um, all those three years of torture, and then boom. So, anyways, that's going on. Um, unfortunately, some more NBA players have tested positive, including four from the New, from I was gonna say the New Jersey Nets, the Brooklyn Nets, and, including Kevin Durant. Yep. So uh, KD, who we've, oh, I've expounded as, as a person that I like. So, and you're welcome on the show anytime. Exactly. Once you've we recovered, have, we we may not explicitly say it in an episode, but consider this a standing invitation 
you know, find one of us and you are more than welcome to join the show. Exactly. Um, all right. So, uh, now that's out of the way, let's, Oh, let's, can I let's... say one more thing? Yeah, quick? sure. Go ahead. I know I briefly mentioned this, but I wanted to give an internet shout out to our alma mater FIU law, which mm. admittedly rankings don't really mean much in the grand scheme of things. Uh, but we are we are tied for 90th in the country for top law school. So yay, yay, yeah. Wave my tuition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So let's let's uh, let's keep let's push that aside. Everybody's heard about this for the past few weeks now. I'm sure they're all sick of it. So let's move on to the NFL, and yep. let's let's start with Tom Brady as Freddie has shown in very large capital letters Tom Brady he is leaving New England I oh, yeah. he's left oh yeah <laughs> forget leaving he's just left oh yeah he, he yeah he already sold his, he sold his home and all that stuff already now he's he's ready to to head on down to Tampa and retire amongst all the old people uh as, as far as we know we, we there's a speculation that the Buccaneers are going to announce something tomorrow Oh, it's been uh, it's been confirmed to ESPN yeah. months ago. Oh, okay. Short of some uh, kind of miraculous eleventh hour sort of thing, yeah. he's headed to the Bay Area. Well, the Florida Bay Area. So that means Brady is in. Uh, famous Jameis will probably be out. And Andrew, I know that you suddenly have uh, have a team you could cheer for again in that area. <laughs> I I hate being a bandwagon sort of person like that, but well, I, in this sense, I, it's not really a bandwagon. You did it more out of principle. That you didn't cheer for the Bucks. Because, how do you mean? Because you say you didn't like Jameis Winston, so you just you didn't cheer for the Bucks. I remember you told me that a long time ago. That's true. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's definitely part of it. I mean, also, uh, Blake Bortles went to Jacksonville, but you know, I. I don't know. I, when it comes to the NFL, I've never really settled on a team. Um, actually, really, all of the sports, I never really settled on a team until recently. Um, you know, the the Lightning around 2008, 2009. Um, the Rays were in 2008. Um, Magic always, just because it's an Orlando team. Um but I don't know. I mean, the NFL is still the one league that I haven't really landed on a team yet, although it's definitely enticing to go back to the Bucks because, one, they have Tom Brady, and and I don't play fantasy football, Charles. I don't. Uh, I don't want to say I hate the concept of it. It's just it's I don't I, I, don't, I haven't really ever liked it. Okay. Um, but also, they're bringing back the old jerseys from. Yeah, the, basically. The year, yeah. Which, thank God those <laughs> other ones were ugly. Uh, when Nike took over the NFL um, uh, as the, as the uniform provider, they they really came out with some stinkers for a lot of teams. Yeah, and you know the one thing that I would have changed with it. 
is I would have put a little bit more of the the orange cream uh, orange creamsicle of course as an accent color. Yeah, you know that was the one thing that the other one got right, which was I mean they used a little bit too much of it, but they did use that orange creamsicle color, which I really think would look, work well as an accent color. Right, even if it just you know bordering the numbers and the names on back i'm actually gonna post or... it on the uh on the screen here just so people know what it kind of looks like and they haven't officially revealed it but it's basically confirmed that they will be and hey why not sell some brand new tom brady jerseys exactly like, while you're doing it it's perfect timing huh if if chris creamer confirmed if chris creamer or paul lucas confirm something it's happening. They they are legit. You call them journalists. The, they're uniform journalists mm-hmm. uh, for all intents and purposes. Yeah. Um, yeah. There we go. So, yeah. I mean, I I really like those old jerseys. And it was Coward who leaked the news. Yeah. Wait, how is that ironic? For Brady, he's not a real journalist. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah see like i could have seen a few places on there where they could have used that go- that that orange and that would have been a nice touch to kind of bridge the only place it's actually shown is on the football on the logo on the helmet so that's that's the only spot that it is i mean that's orange. fine i'm glad that they're using some of it but I really think it was a missed opportunity to use it a little bit more. Um, just kind of as a little highlight accent. It didn't have to be kabam like it was on the 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 previous jerseys, the ones they're transitioning out of now. And it looks but like just, Brett the Hitman Heart has won by TKO. Ooh, that was quick. Okay. The right man won. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Charles, uh, the hitman was the one who was the victim of the Montreal screw job, right? Yes, he was. And there was an excellent uh, documentary on Vice that you should watch. Let's do a mm-hmm. tag team, I guess. So we'll, we'll do that. All right, Charles. All right. I'll, I'll comment on it and I'll talk about Tom Bray at the same time as I look at this itty screen. <laughs> so we'll go with Tito Santana. All right, there we go. And George the Animal Steel. Alrighty. Versus Iron Sheik. And Nikolai Koloff. Alrighty. And in regards to Tom Brady, because I'm going to steal this for a second. Uh, so who, who should be the ref? Um, let's let's make it uh Hulk Hogan. Let's make it somebody that everybody hates in that in that ring. Um <laughs> so here's the thing, you guys. WrestleMania has been moved away from Tampa, but Tom Brady is your compensation for wrestlers who live in ta- or wrestling <laughs> fans who live in Tampa. <laughs> uh I'm not crazy about it, and I'll tell you why. Bray looked awful last year against the Patriots. I understand that he is Tom Brady and we should all love people 
that are the greatest of all time. We love Brett Favre until he was showing his wee-wee to some intern and dying behind the Vikings offensive line. We love Michael Jordan until he was on the Wizards, wasting away. Kobe, obviously, you know, did it the right way and just stayed with the team until it was over. And we love, you know, we, we, we love them until they fade out. And Brady's kind of hit that decline. And it's very illusory to believe that a team that had a whole lot of problems that went seven and nine are going to fix it by putting in Tom Brady because I don't think he can elevate the talent anymore. And I understand that Bruce Arians has that reputation of being the guy who can make a good team because he has a veteran quarterback. That's kind of a misnomer. Those Cardinals teams were excellent despite of Carson Palmer's play because if you remember, he always kept getting injured in their playoff games and he had to go work with Drew Stanton and then Ryan Lindley in his playoff games. They were very talented. They had the Chris Johnsons, Andre Ellingtons. They had the Larry Fitzgeralds and other wide receivers. The defenses or defensive players were beasts. That's true. Over, over in Tampa, yes, you have Mike Evans. Yes, you have Chris Godwin. You have O.J. Howard. Congratulations. You guys are now going to have your yaks go down to like five yards a catch and like seven yards a catch because I don't know if Brady has the deep ball anymore. You have no running game. Your running game consists of Ronald Jones II, who is very – inconsistent as a slash starter slash bench guy and then Peyton Barber and he I would even go to him for a haircut kind of barber he's fine but <laughs> you need a lot of stuff and then defensively I, I forgot it wasn't Ray Morris but it was the other former I think it was Todd Bowles was their defensive coordinator they made improvements but they needed to capitalize on Vidvea granted they franchise Shaquille Barrett whether or not he is a one-hit wonder as a defensive monster, we'll see. Kind of hard to be a one-hit wonder where you get 19 sacks. You're not going to match that production. But anything close to double digits is going to be fine. You have Jason Pierre-Paul coming back, who after fracturing his neck, just basically tried to fracture the quarterback's neck by having like nine sacks that season. Mm. Can Brady be durable? Because here's things you need to consider. Was Tampa so close to it last year? Because because of Bruce Arians leading this team or despite the fact that Jameis Winston was throwing. Is Brady a better improvement than Jameis Winston? Obviously, any quarterback who throws 30 interceptions a season who is not a rookie or a Kyle Allen who didn't even throw 30 picks, but I'm just picking on him as an example, um, should really not be a starting quarterback for a year. Just saying. It's just the truth. You can have 30 touchdowns. You can have 5,000 yards throwing. You cannot have 30 interceptions because – multi-interception games cost your team and they were close they yeah. had they finished at least seven nine but they had a consistent build to it they were competitive i saw them play twice live one game was very eh against the saints twice both in new orleans and then here in tampa and florida and man i gotta tell you that that crowd too in tampa i don't want to say that they jump ship real quickly i think that'll be enough for the pirate puns for me <laughs> but but you know uh, what's Brady going to do? Come down with eyeliner and a Captain Jack Sparrowhead and say, ahoy, mateys. Do you think that's going to put seats in the uh, butts in the seats? It's a good investment because they had the cap space. You're, you weren't going to pick up Jameis's option anyway. Brady's really going to be a stopgap, but let's see what the deal is because that's the one thing I found interesting. We know Philip Rivers with his one-year $25 million signs that this is the end of times for Phil, but he wants a real chance. Brady, I don't think I think his deal isn't one year. It hasn't been confirmed at all, but I think it's a multi-year, and I think it's that the Buccaneers are the only ones in either willing in to do hubris, it. willing to do two years, willing to do three years. He said he wanted to play till forty-five. I mean, I I would I could see them doing two years just to match the two years that the Saints gave to Breeze, but. Just, I mean, I was just to see how they would be because they're in the same division. They're going to go head to head, which will be interesting to see. 
I was listening to Pat McAfee today, and we love you, Pat. We love you, Pat. Mm-hmm. Again, another standing invitation to come on the show. So many time. people have standing invitations. To <laughs> Derek Jeter, Kevin Durant, Pat McAfee, wrestling. Linda Cohn. <laughs> yeah, seriously. If anyone hears this out in the world, please, you're more than welcome to come on the show. We'll make we'll you famous. About, we will talk about whatever you want. Um, anyway, what was I talking about? Right, Brady. Um, on the Pat McAfee show today, um, uh, when they were talking about it, I think they said that it was going to be probably two years and the two guesses between McAfee and his guest on the show was somewhere between 30 and 33 million per year. And again, those are just their guesses, but those seem like pretty knowledgeable guys. So I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up being in the neighborhood. Yeah. I could, I mean, I I feel like the Buccaneers because they, they feel like they've been on the precipice of being good. They just haven't had the quarterback play to get them there. Um, Because you remember, heck, they, uh, Jameis, he's, he's so, he was so good and bad for you at the same time that it kind of just evened out and they their team kind of evened out with their record. Uh, you had the hot start. They had that one season when Ryan Fitzpatrick was was starting for them when uh, Jameis was injured and stuff like that. So that I feel like the, the, the Buccaneers with Arians as coach, with the team that they've got, they, they probably just feel like let's just go for it and see what we can do. If not, they'll... I don't know. They'll blow it up. <laughs> yeah. So I got a quick question, you guys, on this one. Do you feel that the basis of it is that Bill Belichick looking said, "Listen, old man, you're not worth the money," especially since it is ripe with quarterbacks. I, who I don't can think start that in your position. I don't think it was more Belichick was doing doing this to Brady. I feel like it's Brady being mad about Belichick. And be, that that he didn't have the right weapons around him the last two seasons to to get them, um, or, or the last season especially, sorry, uh, to get them over the hump, especially last season. I'm pretty darn sure he didn't appreciate the the talk of him being done, the talk of him finally uh, losing it, showing his age. Uh, I I think that's despite the fact that Patriots still won their division and and made it to the playoffs. Um, I, I think Brady was just peeved that they they couldn't make it work. And yes, they did go after Antonio Brown, but of course Antonio Brown did Antonio Brown things and screwed himself over. You know, unlike you, who will not screw yourself over if you download Everspace Two on Steam. So. Um, I think it's more Brady not being happy with the Patriots and Belichick than Belichick saying, uh, you're not worth it, old man. So I think you brought up an excellent point because you got mad that they couldn't bring you the weapons to make you better. When you look at who is synonymous with being that elevator of talent at today's game, it's Patrick Mahomes who makes everybody look good. It's even Drew Brees, despite the fact he just throws Michael Thomas. I'm sure if Michael Thomas ever got injured, 
newsflash he won't the guy's a terminator he can make something happen with some of his other guys the aaron Rodgers, even though he didn't play that great last year he has had that history of being dynamic in of himself as a player as a passer even lamar jackson but that's not fair to brady because i'm sure a snail can outrun brady um so you're talking about quarterbacks who can elevate the talent around them that knows their routes and brady's a very smart guy and i'm not poo-pooing on tom brady i'm looking at this as a business guy and the biz or the gm or whatever the role belichick is he never really has a fully defined role you know he's just there but you're saying, listen, you're yelling at me to bring these guys, but I drafted you I drafted you and Keel Harry from Arizona State. He was injured. He needs time to come in. I got you Felt Dorset, who gets like 700 yards a season. That's a quality guy. I'm sorry I don't have Gronk, but we can't run an offense elevated on these pass-catching tight ends because they're not a dime a dozen. They're few and far between. Because that's really, wasn't that not Brady's, aside from Moss and Welker and... Um, Dante Stahl from that one year, a lot of the bread and butter that came afterwards was essentially Gronk and then Hernandez. We yeah. both know how all those things came out. So right. it's not so much of the system. It just became on the predictability of throw it down the middle, throw it down the middle, throw it down the middle. And understandably so that, yes, we can never get you the Duke Hopkins. We can never get you other premier wide receivers. We tried to get and you they, Antonio Brown. It could have been something. Yeah, they, that, that is, they, they, they failed on OBJ as well. Um and yeah but you know belichick's thing is i got a roster 53 to build yeah and you only play half of the game and it's about elevated talent so i look at it as like the the average quarterback stuff is the 30 million now i mean hell you know we just gave ryan Tannehill four years 118 million with 62 million guarantee granted that's a two-year contract really because we'll cut him out the two years we'll realize that he can't do it but hey that's life but for Brady, if it's so much of ego or hubris or the idea of you should pay me now for what I've done in the past, that's your fault at taking less money for wanting to stay in New England to build a contender because there is no athlete unless you have a very, very, very generous owner and GM who's willing to do deals with you. There's not going to be any kind of organization who's going to want to reward you with a thanks for everything. Here's this hefty salary and you're not going to perform whereas you have to build every year towards future. And Brady's not injury prone. But the truth of it is that that's on you and your agent for taking less at the dinner plate when you were still hungry. That's for, that's on you for eating salad for dinner when in reality you wanted the entire rotisserie chicken, pal. Oh. Let me let me add this. Um, I don't know, I've been a bit distracted, so let me know if I've rehashed something. Um, well, I, I discussed this briefly earlier, but I think beyond his ability to play, which, you know, based on last year is kind of up in the air, it could have just been a down year for him, or maybe this is the new normal, but regardless of his physical playing ability, the guy is a genius when it comes to play dissection to reading plays, to uh, basically anything when it comes to quarterbacking. Otherwise, he wouldn't be playing for 20 years and win six Super Bowls and make it to three others. So he made it to, I think, nine Super Bowls in 20 years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's unprecedented. Right. Um, 
and he it, it it wouldn't be a stretch to say that he is the greatest quarterback in NFL history. Just just based on statistics alone. Yeah. But he like I said, he may not be as physically able as he was before, but the wealth of knowledge that he has in his head is invaluable. So, you know, let's say they decide to keep Jameis Winston or whatever, they draft a new quarterback, you know, let Brady end his career as the starter. Um, like, especially if it's a young quarterback they draft, um, and you've got a you've got a bevy of them in this year's draft. Um, you know, who knows? Maybe they move up and get, you know, a Tua or Joe Burrow is not going anywhere. He's going to Cincinnati. Um, but uh, what's his name? Uh, Justin Herbert out of Oregon. You've got several good quarterbacks in this in this year. So bring in one of those guys. Belichick and Kraft are obviously uh, the kings of when it to of drafts. I mean, they got Brady in the sixth round. Yeah, they they have some sixth sense when it comes to drafting. So bring in a new guy for cheap. Uh, ditch Winston or keep him on for another year or two, whatever. Let the young guy or Winston, whoever, uh, learn from Brady and. I don't know how else to how else to explain it. The amount of information they'll learn from him is going to be invaluable, and that would probably give them a huge. If, if it's a young, if it's a new guy, uh, you know that'll jumpstart him. It'll give him a huge advantage from the get go. I mean, look at uh, Patrick Mahomes. He got to sit behind what was it, Alex Smith for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, for a year um and that's alex smith don't get me wrong alex smith is a great quarterback but he's not tom brady uh, that's part of one of the reasons i was kind of like kind of sort of hoping the dolphins would to, yeah would do it but i know they already have ryan fitzpatrick there but you know or a, a tandem of fitzpatrick and brady <laughs> that would be really weird um but i because they're projected to draft a quarterback and uh, like Tua, Tagovailoa, it would be nice to learn under Tom Brady, you know. You guys are expecting that Brady wants to teach. Yeah, that's. I, I mean, that well, you don't pay somebody thirty million dollars, presumably two years, to be like you're gonna help the next generation because that was probably what Brady, if anything, Belichick suggested. You have to think. We have to look at the course of action. Who's gone from Indy, or I'm sorry, from New England that was under Bel uh, Brady that could have taught it out? Jimmy G, Matt Castle, Jacoby Brissett. Right now it's Jared Sidham, so he doesn't count. Um, even Team Tebow to a degree for practice squad stuff. There's a lot of, and mind you, half of those guys were when Brady was in prime castle, played his way into a starting contract. But a lot of those guys had some success coming into it, but Brady didn't want to develop it. So that's why they trade for a good value of it because they knew Brady was always putting his foot down. And here's the thing. We, whether we feel that Jimmy G could be a superstar or not, he's a starting quarterback that played in the Super Bowl, right? That could have been your entrenchment. 
Jacoby Brissett, hey, call the Colts since they decide to go with 38-year-old Philip Rivers and say, hey, third rounder and a fifth rounder, bring Jacoby back. Let's see what happens. So that kind of behavior, and I don't think Tom, and we don't know him. This is the problem with all sports media as we speculate personalities. Somebody could be the greatest human being, but the idea is that you look at the pattern is that there has been recent quarterbacks who are starting quarterbacks that have actually done some successful stuff as quarterbacks who are no longer there because Brady kind of put his foot down saying, I still want to be here. Mm-hmm. When he was gone for those four games, Garoppolo played fine, then he got hurt, and even Brissett did fine. What happened, uh, Brissett went to Indy for that year when Luck was gone, played average because he was still like a second. Uh, he wasn't a rookie, but it was his second year, I think. And then this year he went 7-9 because there was a lot of bad players on that team who were all injured because you can't account for injuries. And then Jimmy G, he hasn't had a, a losing record as a starter. Even when he went to San Fran, they went 6-10 and 10 after starting out 0-6 if I remember correctly. And then they had this year, yes, he got injured because you cannot foresee injuries. And then they went to the Super Bowl and they were a questionable pass interference or an overthrow from him that led to a touchdown. So when you have these guys who are not gonna be the greatest of all time, but could be above average in a system that says, hey, let's be above average and everybody just runs their routes, doesn't throw picks, doesn't drop the ball, and let's put the money into an offensive line maybe more receivers, maybe more defensive players, all these things, Tom, you're not important. I don't see Brady – first off, you can't really keep Jameis anyway because he's still going to command a lot of money, I think, because you've already invested probably a lot of guarantees in Tom, so Jameis got to go. So even if it's a backup like Ryan Griffin who's on that team currently or if you get a Jordan Love who can either be a first-rounder fall down to the second or Easton Stick I think is his name um, – Oh, oh, that's going to change everything. Um, oh, all right. Long, long story short, Tom Brady, I don't know if he's going to um, do things. I don't think he's going to train people, but good luck anyway. Um, then just one more just one more thing. Tell me. He's going to bring in so much money for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Yeah. Stupid money. Oh, yeah. Stupid money. The stadium is actually going to be filled for once. Well, there's a lot of Bostonians around the area too. Yeah, so yeah, also bandwagoners that love Brady. That's true. That's true. I've already been rejected bandwagon status by a Buck fan, so uh, we'll see. Yeah, they'll they'll accept you at some point. All right, so Charles, uh, what what do we do next? We got a new new matchup. All right, so let's do a one on one. One on one. Let's look. Let's look at this roster. So let's say this is the second part that I I forgot to press the R button. There's more. So let's say Coco Beware. Oh my God, Coco! He's got to be the ref. I want Coco as the (laughs) one man. One man gang. Oh, they couldn't get. Is that Bam Bam Bigelow? I think it is. And they couldn't get the rights to him. Uh, Great Hammer Valentine could have been better in his career, but been screwed it up. Okay. Next Harley Race. We love the Great Harley Race. Uh, Dynamite Kid. Um. I'm trying to remember who his original name. I think that was the British Bulldogs tag team partner when they came in as the British Bulldogs, Davy Boy Smith's partner. Um, uh, who's under? Flying Brian Pillman. Ooh, okay. So Brian Pillman was also uh, the Gorgeous Blondes, I think the name WCW, also known as the Unhinged Brian Pillman, who was also basically Dean Ambrose's kind of cover uh, 
I guess, a, an old version of the modern day D'Ambrose. And, you know, John Moxley, if you're out there, don't hate me for making that comparison. You are your own wrestling right, but I'm just thinking of any kind of unstable lunatic stuff. Granted, this is Legends of Wrestling back uh, in his WCW and NWA days. Uh, let's see. Superstar Billy Graham. Uh, that's the one that I kind of insulted a couple episodes ago. <laughs> so Superstar Billy Graham controversial even now because he doesn't like the new wave of wrestlers that are tiny athletic and he thinks they all should take steroids and he hated on kofi kingston for being too skinny you know what i gotta say superstar billy graham you're entitled to your opinion but we like athleticism now not just guys who do clotheslines and axe hammers all right uh let's see hot stuff eddie gilbert hmm not familiar i'll have to do unless he has a different wrestling name rick martell all right, the uh, the model Rick Martel, known for the Martel Crab, the Boston Crab. Let's uh, see, so I gotta unlock that one. Ivan Putski. Mm, name sounds familiar, but I can't say I dedicatedly know his stuff. Cowboy Bob Orton. Okay, the father of Randy Orton, who is feuding with Edge right now. He is known for the Superplex as his finisher. Let's see, the Sheik. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I guess I compare it to the Iron Sheik, or let's—he looks like Sabu, but that's ECW days. Kerry Von Eric. All right, so the Von Erics, uh, I think he's also known as Texas Tornado in WWF. Had the uh, physical abilities, but the Von Erics have a very dark history. But their son or their legacy now wrestles at MLW, Major League Wrestling. Uh, Kevin Von Eric. Same thing. And Rob Van Dam. Okay, so RVD. ECW wrestling, WWF, WWE legend. He's still on TNA or Impact. Get your money, buddy. Get your money. All right. Those, all right. Are, those so are all the ones that, that I got. Right? Yeah, all the ones that I And I okay, created a wrestler so... while we were talking as well. So, <laughs> right, so hey, let's Charles, get the model. Yes. Question for you. RVD, RVD has the, the frog splash, right? Correct. I, I know I know some things. It's, it's he has the five star frog splash. He gets I, enormous I, height. I knew there was a five star in there. I just yeah. Also has the Van Daminator and Van Terminator as finishing moves. Ooh. If I remember correctly, the Van Daminator was the spinning heel kick, and the Van Terminator was the spinning heel kick with a chair to the face. But that's that's making me go to the recesses of my brain. Um from that standpoint but you are correct sir there was a five star in there so rick martell and we'll go with jimmy fly or do we do tita santana already what i don't know uh, okay so right. rick martell versus rick martell and uh you know what let's put some greg the banner uh, can't speak the hammer valentine all righty and referee you wanted it to be coco right Please. So Coco Beware was just kind of like your entertainment guy that would have like a parakeet or something with him every time he came <laughs> in. Okay. All right. So let's uh, let's keep it moving here. So that's our Tom Brady talk. I know the NFL CBA stuff has happened as well, but this is our chance to get in our smaller segment. So I want to do a real MVP right now. And I don't really have a specific one. I'm just going to say real MVP towards all of the athletes and ownership groups that are helping out the part-time arena workers and event workers that are 
jobless or maybe not jobless but not working and not getting paid due to what's going on right now a lot of teams have 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 uh, combined forces along with players to to get these people help and uh, to survive uh, for for the time being so real MVP to all those people um, so that's one uh, I don't know if you guys have a couple for yourselves I do yeah um, I would it's twofold it's weird I never thought I'd say this in my life I'll give you the funny one or I'll give you the nice one that I had talked about and then one I never did because it just saw me. So Kevin Love, who is kind of like the initiative of the let's help out all the people who are working in there as, um, you know, working as employees who are going to be laid off and support their, it's good of giving back. Mm-hmm. Those are people that have that human interaction. And it reminds me of Deshaun Watson his rookie year when they had the hurricane over in Houston. Yeah. And he donated his paychecks to the workers there. So we give that there. This other one's kind of weird because you always want to find like a devil in a person's good deeds or not good deeds in their motivations. So can I put, it's a real MVP, both in asterisks, because I know there's going to be a steroid test that comes in sooner. That's how I'm going to do this as Vince McMahon. It sounds so terrible, but I understand that he's not, he's not canceling WrestleMania. He's moving to the performance center. He's still going on with SmackDown and raw without a live audience. And I know he's doing it for profit because counseling live events, doesn't really get you much of revenue but losing your usa um viewerships kind of hurts but then i think to myself but it's still providing people with things that they want to watch right and entertainment so it's like i hate you so that's why it's an asterisk <laughs> Freddie's throwing it up but, but the xfl <laughs> yeah and, and the xfl got hurt too so his and he gave us the xfl my guy canceled it's so terrible but um you felt like something was going to happen and granted i'll get to my opinions when I bust out of the cage later about all the WrestleMania, we're not there yet, but it's kind of weird to see somebody who is in his own sandbox playing on the field with the sand. And then mom's yelling at you saying it's raining. And that means your sand figurines aren't going to be made for anything. Your sand castle's done, but he's being obstinate saying, nah, I'm still going to play. But there's somebody like me, the creepy other kid with paste in his mouth, watching you build the sand castle. (laughs) And I'm just entranced. And I want to see what kind of beautiful mess is going to happen once the rain actually gets worse and destroys their sandcastles. So you're like the real MVP with an asterisk, Vince, because at the end of the day, wrestling and sports, as I always talked about it, whether you consider sport or not, it's remember, it's not fake. It's a dance. It's ballet. It's scripted, blah, blah, blah. It does bring people together. It does bring entertainment, especially in a very sportless world. You know, aside from today, with it being on like the Twitter feed for everything in the NFL, me and my, uh, me and my my paralegal were just like but what's gonna happen mania so because some people would have just canceled it yeah but you didn't so like maybe it's gonna be good for you maybe it's gonna be bad vince i always want your downfall because you're gonna live to be 150 and i'm never gonna get the pay-per-view matches i want i'm never gonna get the regular matches i want i'm always gonna have goldberg 2.0 winning (laughs) universal championship off a character i loved but when i think about it as i sit here playing wwe 2k 18 on the playstation 4 uh and watching on stuff if WrestleMania is going to be canceled and being addicted to it and then watching the promos of John Cena and Bray Wyatt on SmackDown, which was eerily great. My buddy met Bray Wyatt. We'll talk about that in a second. Mm. Um, I kind of appreciate you a little bit, Vince. You're kind of like, how do I want to say this? You're kind of like, you know, Roger Clemens. You ain't ever really going to get into the hall, but damn it, we love the, uh, we love just seeing it go, Rocket. Okay. Andrew, do you have anybody? Uh... 
I mean, I mean, there's so many well, people, right? I mean, I I can't really pick anyone. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have I to mean, be a specific person. It can be a you know. I mean, you've got group. Zion Williamson who's covering the salaries of uh, employees for thirty days. Right. Sergey Bobrovsky, you've got Bobrovsky, you've got Giannis, you got the Kings, the Lakers, and the Clippers combining forces to do it. Um, <laughs> Charles, um, you've got who is it? The Rays, the Marlins, the, the yeah, the was there it? like five or six, or did they? I think it's now all of them. I think I think all of them the, now. The yeah, it was uh, initially it was like the Red Sox, the Marlins, the Rays, and. A couple other teams were gonna pay their minor leaguers, um, but now it's all of them, which you know, fantastic. I'm right, glad. Mark Cuban, yeah, yeah. So, but you know, sports aside, you know, getting a little serious here, uh, you know, huge, huge MVP to anyone and everyone who are in the. Who's in the medical field? The damn right. Yep. Any field that is keeping society running right now. It's you would say yeah. medical field, uh, law enforcement, um, uh, Any food food want. production, the farmers, all those people that are keeping food on the shelves. The the retail, retail exactly retail workers that have to keep going. Um, Anybody in a in a bureaucratic position as well, uh, emergency services of any kind, uh, <laughs> people keeping the electricity, keeping the water running, like all that needs to keep going if we're gonna get through this. AT and T and Comcast, maybe. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can, can you believe we're saying that? Can you believe uh, we're saying that? Oh God! All that, all those Pornhub videos are gonna be watched in the next couple of months. <laughs> Gosh. Um, Heck, uh, Nintendo's this—they're like their their online service went down for like a little bit. Everybody was like, "Holy crap!" And then Nintendo just like immediately fixed it. It was like, "Yeah, it's it's fixed now." So they got to well, keep it fixed. I mean, they know what's up. Yeah, they, they're like, "Oh, you guys are actually going to buy our Nintendo online services to play Smash? Yeah, that's great." Yeah, exactly. We're, we're just going to be stuck inside. Might as well do something. Heck, I I found that the competition on like Rocket League and Smash has gotten a lot better. Because everybody who's who's usually working and stuff has stayed in, or all the kids, you know, that are really good at it are in because they have no school. So I'm like getting pwned by by a bunch of twelve uh, year olds <laughs> in Smash, <laughs> playing as as they're playing the villager and just whooping me a snake. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I, that's a whole tangent. But all there's so many people. Um, I, I think public perception has. Um, has because uh, I'm gonna go to Gottlieb's goons. Public perception has made less people goons. Like so far, I think uh, so far in the NHL, every team has been covered, including the Winnipeg Jets, who initially initially were like they get paid when they work to their workers, and then everybody was like, hold the phone, Winnipeg Jets. That team that is literally always on the brink of relocation because the NHL stipulated to them they have to sell out every game in order for them to work. So in Winnipeg, you could lose your team again uh, to that ownership group. And by the way, their owner is is one of, if not the richest person in Canada. 
So he's got a bunch of funny circus dollars up there in Canada too. Um, so so far the NHL, I think it's 12, 30 teams so far of the thirty-one. The only team left are the Boston Bruins, and I would assume they're going to cave in as well. But their owner is notably stingy and kind of a douche as well. Um, and believe me, he's a douche in Boston. He's a douche in Wellington, Florida, and that's a whole other matter. Um, so Gottlieb's goons to some people. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll stay, stay away from that. Uh, but I wanted to, uh, we've talked about the other news, but this is a wrestling centric episode, right? Mm-hmm. So I wanted to do my own transition to it. Uh, I have a let's haul y'all, but mm-hmm. this is a wrestling centric one. All right, Charles, yes. are, are you ready for this? Yes. Okay, so I've I've done some homework and I decided to pick a wrestler that has some connection towards me as a human being, as, as somebody. So uh, I have two, actually. Two. I have two. I forgot. Uh, one is Captain Lou Albano. Ooh. All right. He is part of both the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame, as Rick Martel has defeated, uh, has won this game in the background. So, controversial but okay we'll we'll, we'll 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 leave that in the background for now we'll set up a new one once i get done with this um captain lou albano part of both the wrestling and the wwe hall of fame he was in the pro wrestling one in 2009 he was that class and in the 96 one for the wwe uh he won one wwf tag team u.s championship wait there was a wwf Yes, that was the original WWF. That was Good when Lord. Vince McMahon's father owned, and then when Vince bought him out, he took the circus onto a different platform. So right. it was Worldwide Wrestling Federation, I believe. Right. And then it got shortened you know, to Worldwide Wrestling, Worldwide Wrestling Federation. So um, he uh, became a manager due to the fact that he wasn't that skilled as a wrestler, kind of mediocre. And as well as having some injuries when he, he used to play football as well, and he but uh, most notably it was because he was really great at at speaking. I, I, he was really great at being a uh, I guess a hype person, you know, just uh, manager manager, you know, just uh, harping up other wrestlers rather than himself. Uh, he became a really good friend with uh, singer Cindy Lauper. Back in the '80s, he appeared in her music videos. He was the dad in the uh, was it "Girls Just Want to Have Fun" video. Uh, that re- that friendship actually helped wrestling as a whole because it made it a little more mainstream with people. Because she became a fan, and the um, his autobiography has like a foreword by her. Uh, so um, he they actually even took it into wrestling itself where they had like a feud between the two of them and they both chose female wrestlers to fight for them by proxy so um uh and let's see legacy in wwe events leading up to albano's face turn proved to be pivotal in the history of the wwf hogan piper and orton began a feud at lopper's award ceremony that culminated in the war to settle the score the outcome of the war, Hogan winning by disqualification, was the impetus for the primary match at the first WrestleMania, in which Albano also participated as a face manager. So, 
And most notably for me, he was Super Mario. <laughs> <laughs> uh. He was Super Mario. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Lou Albano appeared as Mario, a live-action Mario in the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, which, uh, like, let's see, originally aired like late 80s, early 90s. And they had three shows, Super Mario uh, Brothers Super Show, Adventure of Super Mario Brothers 3, and Super Mario World. He voiced only the first series, which was uh, uh, the, the first 52 episodes of the Mario animated series. So, And he does appear as a live-action uh, Mario. He had to shave his, his uh, iconic beard in order to do it, but he had a mustache. There's a great... Um, drug PSA that he did where he tells the kids not to do drugs because if you do you go to hell before you die uh, all dress, dressed up dressed up as Mario which uh, I think we all can take to heart <laughs> and um, and so and he a bunch of guest stars on the show he met Magic Johnson and a bunch of other people so it, it's it's a that's that's the reason I chose uh, Lou Albano as a as a as the first Hall of Famer for this segment. My second one. I have a second one, guys. Ooh. The second one is Pete Rose. Yep. All right. Pete Rose. He is in the WWE Hall of Fame. He was inducted in 2004, so he is in a Hall of Fame, just not the one that we're thinking of. Uh, <laughs> he played for the Cincinnati Reds, the Montreal Expos, and the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, he won the World Series three times with the, the two with the Reds, one with the Phillies. Uh, he he's from Cincinnati. He appeared in WrestleMania 14, 15, and 2000. And he was in in the WWE Hall of Fame. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, Charles, but somebody like nominates you to be inducted. That's well, not. Really, it's called Vince McMahon just puts people in if he wants to. Oh, okay, and, all right. You know, it's weird with wrestling in the Hall of Fame. Like this year's Hall of Fame would have been stacked. We'll talk about that when the time comes. But Pete Rose is because I think we mentioned it after the Astros. Oh, he was inducted said, by Kane. Okay, he was inducted yep. by Kane. All right. Yeah, you have a speaker, and it's because Kane like would tombstone pile drive him each time he's there, and it was great. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. So that's uh. That's basically uh, the the two that I have just to just to start this wrestling centric episode. So so basically, the, the WWE Hall of Fame was first started in '93, right? Because of um, Andre the Giant passing. I believe so. Yeah, that's I what I see here. Yeah, he was the first inductee. Way back when, so um, yeah, he he was the first inductee, and uh, okay, so. We're almost like to our halfway point. So, do you guys want to do a word from our non-sponsors? We might as well, right? Let's let's yep, get to yep. it. All right then. So, a word from our non-sponsors: people, places, things, concepts, what have you. Uh, just anything that we want to give a shout out to. So, uh, I started I'll get it started this time, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I started off last time, so go ahead, Andrew. Uh, my non-sponsor is Olay Bar Soap. <laughs> we yeah, all need soap nowadays. Well, well, actually, no, no, no. It's not Olay. That's that's what I use in the shower. It's um, soft soap, hand soap. 
mm-hmm. liquid hand soap. You know that stuff, you know, you get it in the little bottles or whatever. It's yep. the hand pump. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been washing my hands a lot with that um, to the point where my skin is starting to crack and I'm needing to use hand lotion to... Uh, soft soap is classic, indeed. Um, so I'm using that uh, to wash my hands, keep myself nice and clean and healthy. Uh, shout out to Soft Soap. Uh, promo code... I don't know. Clean and healthy 2020. All right. All right. Cool. Uh, I guess, uh, Charles, you want to you wanna go ahead? I do. So, ladies and gentlemen, even though we're being told to quarantine and isolate, and if you get sick, unfortunately, with COVID-19, 2020,000, whatever the hell they call these days, <laughs> you need a reason to live. You need something to put you through the hard days, whether you're working remotely or not working remotely, have to go to your crappy job at retail, seeing a slimy person coughing and getting paranoid because this guy just said he got off the uh, plane of Argentina, which is what I dealt with today Ugh. as I was in the Dollar Tree Ugh. buying uh, Disney-themed tissue or <laughs> tissues in case I had to do it as a emergency toilet. And you know what, guys? I haven't used it yet, but I'll definitely let you guys know. Uh, right. I can't wait to use a Toy Story one because I hated the fourth one, so you know what? I can't wait to wipe my ass with that movie. That's my current <laughs> word of the day. I hate Toy Story 4. You know what I don't hate? Wendy's Breakfast Baconator. Oh, That's my you've already word. tried it? Okay. To wait in line every single day. Uh, I, I know what will be forcing me to use those Toy Story 4 uh, tissue papers, but I got to tell you guys, I was excited. I went last week. I was like, all right, I need this. I think I was late for work by 15 minutes because the line was kind of there. The lines <laughs> could be longer, and I'll still wait those lines because I don't typically eat fast food a lot for breakfast. Lunch and dinner is debatable, maybe twice a week because at the end of the day, I like the taste of it, not because it's easy, because I think you know you guys know my love for Wendy's. It's pretty it's pretty choice. Yeah. So when I found out they were doing breakfast, I'm like, yo, what's up? So I had the Baconator. There's a lot of different ones, but I went for I went for the kill. I went for the thing that I knew was going to kill me. <laughs> it was so good. Um, it's like an 8 out of 10 you get potato wedges, which I took it natural. So I didn't add any salt. I didn't add ketchup. I didn't add hot sauce. If I had a hot sauce packet, I would have loved it. Uh, the potato wedges are a little crispy. Could use a little bit of flavoring. The the burger itself, because it's a burger, man. Like yeah. it is <laughs> egg. It's like four strips of bacon. It's the burger bun. It is the sausage and the sausage isn't too bad or greasy. It's like two kinds of cheeses. And it is, and they give you like, a, here's the thing. You can have breakfast at, like, McDonald's or Burger King, and I've never had anybody go say, what size would you like with that, medium or large? I'm like, say what? So I have the medium, and I'm indulging on probably 900-plus calories of pure fatty goodness. Way to start your day. Oh, my God. The food coma was just terrible. So I came into the office. Uh, My coworker was there, and he was on a keto diet for his – for his wedding so he's like i can't eat it and i'm like but dude look at this and he's like hating me i'm like you can have a potato oh wedge. look at the biscuits you, you ever see a man dying of thirst and can't drink that was my buddy there <laughs> but i i kind of loved it and it's an eight out of ten for two reasons one 
that calorie is too fattening for breakfast. Even though I'll kill like pancakes and eggs and everything like that, I think what I make or what I eat at a diner does not amount to that because there's a lot of trans fats and it is kind of pricey. It's like seven seventy nine, but I went like medium size and also got myself an orange juice because I'm healthy for that vitamin C. Because not only am I combating my pains in life, I'm combating any illness by having additional vitamin C. Get your vitamin C, kids. I don't get it. The toilet paper could be gone, but you, I went to my local supplement store and there's tons of vitamin C on the shelf. Yes, I understand supplements are 50-50, but it's not like our plans of just doing tequila shots and eating Cheetos is going to help our immune system <laughs> even better, guys. But uh, breakfast Baconator, it, it was uh, it was delicious, and you guys at least got to try it once. Just like how I took the L for the Cheetos uh, hot fries sandwich, chicken sandwich, even though I ended up with a W, I took the L on my heart. I took the L on here, and it was great, guys. So. Uh, Wendy's Breakfast Baconator. Maybe I'll try some of the other stuff, but right now it's there. Promo code. Come with me if you want to live. <laughs> I just have a quick comment to add. Yes. I w- so they call it the Breakfast Baconator, right? Mm-hmm. I am supremely disappointed they didn't – They if do they have like a small version of it? I – I don't even know, Andrew, because I came with the intent of shaving five years off of my life. <laughs> and I told myself, damn it, if something that is described to either be the super mega flu or something that is going to destroy us, I don't know what it is. So I'm not going to comment on it because it's a variable on on every kind of symptoms for the person. Because, guys, it's individual. Don't put yourself out there if it's contaminated, right? Take care of yourselves. But I knew if there was going to be something that knocks off five years of my life, it's going to be my arteries. If they, if they do have one, and I'll have to do some research, I would be supremely disappointed if they don't call it the son of Baconator, except instead of S-O-N, it's S-U-N. Get it? Oh. Son of Baconator? Oh. I kind of like that idea. But they have the son of Breakfast Baconator. Oh no, my God. don't even call it Breakfast Baconator. Just call it the son of Baconator. I just re- recognize it's SOB because, you know, you don't want to deal with that SOB. You, <laughs> you want the big boy. Well, um, for you at least. Just is... pass by the draft. I want the SOB. Well, I'm yeah. sure that's one SOB that you'd be fine with dealing with there, Charles. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Uh, oof. Dear Lord. <laughs> I've been meaning to try the breakfast, but I just, I don't know. I, I... Like like you said, I haven't made the conscious decision to take five years off my life. <laughs> At least not in these trying times. Okay. All right, guys. So I guess I'm left. So let's see. Um, well, you know, I've been... <laughs> I'm, I've decided to quarantine myself. I'm not leaving uh, my home at this moment. I, I've taken everything out of the... Uh, the office and and what have you. So I, I, I'm just working from home now. I'm on my my computer here. I can access all my files online. I'm good to go with that. So uh, one of the things about me is I I suck at working from home. I really do. I was never able to do it in law school, and I, I'm not able to do it now. I just get distracted. So I've been playing a lot of video games <laughs> when I shouldn't be. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna give a, a shout out to the Asphalt series. Hello, Hello? Andrew. I can hear you now. Uh, okay, I don't know. I, I'm still here, so uh, I'm okay. gonna give love to the Asphalt series. Uh, in particular, Asphalt Nine. Asphalt Nine, which just came out. Well, it didn't come out. It's just been out for a while on Nintendo Switch, but it's also out in like 
I don't know how many others. iPad, Android, Windows 10. I originally played it on Windows 10. Asphalt 8 is fantastic, by the way. If you have uh, a phone or anything like that, Asphalt 8 is a fantastic game. Not that much of a fan of, of uh, in comparison to Asphalt 9. I liked 8 better, but 9 is just as good. Graphics are great. And uh, the, the game itself on the Switch is perfect. Uh, the races are very bite-sized. They rarely last more than, I would say, a minute. So you can snap through it right away. It's free to play. So, of course, you're going to get microtransactions and all that jazz. But you can play the game perfectly without them. They have multiplayer modes. Like, uh, you can play versus online. You can play versus local multiplayer as well. You, you've got... Um, uh, you got these uh, offline missions, especially for Nintendo fans, because sometimes we're like on a plane and we don't have access to the internet. So uh, you can you can play a bunch of stuff on there with even without logging into the internet. So it's it's not one of those always online games where you just have to be hooked up and you can't play. You can still play. So Asphalt Nine, I've been playing a ton of it lately. I I kind of weaned myself off of it for a while because. I wasn't playing any of the other games. I I just beat Sonic Forces, by the way. So I, I did complete my mission like for that. It. Ugh, it's it's not up there, dude. It's not up there with the rest of them. Like, it's it, like a it, five or six. It's a it's not a it, it's a five or six out of ten. I'll say that it's it'll get it, it's like um it's like I don't know it's like having a really disappointing pizza, but it's not gonna make you sick. <laughs> You know, it's like a really disappointing pizza of Sonic games. Like it's, it's like a, a really crappy. It, it's like a like the five dollar pizza from Little Caesars. It'll it, it it it's good in a pinch. Like okay, I played through it. It's only a few hours long. The the levels are supremely quick. Uh, I, I just feel like they they should have taken another year to make it better. But they try to rush it out to have it alongside Sonic Mania, which is a much better game than that is. So they screwed up. But Can we get a Mania too? It's Sonic Team, so they always screw up uh, lately. Anyways, this isn't about that. It's about Asphalt 9 Legends. Good game. Go get it. Uh, promo code Procrastination. <laughs> All right. So second half of this. Uh, Charles, let's have something in the background. Before we we get on to the well, it's not even a cage anymore, is it? <laughs> oh wait, Freddie is a non-sponsor. Oh, drum roll! As we as we await additional non-sponsor alert. Mm. Wheel, 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 wheel. A challenger approaches. The 1988 Lamborghini. Okay, give us the lowdown here, Freddie. Did you happen to come upon one? <laughs> Do you own one? Uh, there it is. Nice and bright yellow. There it is. I just want to force oh. a championship in one. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Some gaming. Some game. I don't even... <laughs> It might be in asphalt. They they have a ton of cars in that game. They have from every maker: Mercedes, Ford, Lamborghini, Lotus. It got uh, me a Ferrari. Ferrari. Okay, yeah. I mean, there's just so many, so many. Um, and you can, yeah, Forza is actually free to play on on Windows PCs as well. You can still get it. 
Um, so yeah, and for anybody that has an Xbox. Okay, so that's uh, that's it. Let's let's move on. All right, Charles. Let's let's uh, let's get a match here in the background while uh, you you prepare for for the lecture, if you will. All right, I'm I'm looking forward to this. So what are we doing? Three way, four way versus tag team. Can we? Hmm. What's an arena? Uh, you just you just get to choose the uh, arena. So I mean, we we're can... gonna go. All right. Hit it. Go to a tournament. Actually, oh, I'm curious of what that is. What real is quickly, because I feel it's in the back. You have to back out of that screen to the main menu. Tournament. Oh, let's see if I can new. Let's see new. Versus tag team tag belt. Interesting. Oh, uh, hmm. Okay, so that one. Yeah. Let's have fun with this. Because I think you unlock people, so if you can just. If you can CPU it, I don't know if you can. If not, I can try and flail my way around. I'm not sure. Tag belt, because championships matter. It's WrestleMania season, damn it. Oh, I guess you can just. Uh... Alright, cool. Let's see. Alright, first team, the Road Warriors. Alrighty. So, Hawk and Animal. Next team will go with Rick Martel and Tito Santana. You guys can remember their name, that's for sure. <laughs> Wait, uh, Animal and who? Oh, uh, yeah, let's do Animal and, um,. Um, I, I gotta get somebody wild here. Uh, I don't see. Let's do that Marco guy. He basically okay. looks like a fat Vince McMahon right now. <laughs> okay. Terry Funk and Bam Bam Bigelow. Where? Uh, so Terry, Terry Funk, Funk is in the upper right. Got him. And then we'll do Bam Bam Bigelow, who's also known. Known as the one-man gang, assuming that is Bam Bam Bigelow, not some other fat bald guy. Alrighty. Let's see, see, I just want to—I never want to put Hogan because I feel like that's the wrong precedent to put there. But let's do Greg the Hammer Valentine and Cowboy Bob Orton. Alrighty. Um, let's do the Von Erics, Carrie and uh, the other one, or Eric. Last one. All right. We're going to do RVD and Flying Brian Pillman. All righty. Uh, what is this? Oh, press start to pick random. All right, we'll just put random. Oh, you can simulate it. Watch. CPU versus CPU. Let's watch that. All right, cool. We'll have that in the background. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, oh, hey, there is an actual game happening, or that happened today, the Russian Premier League, which I guess is soccer. Ooh, it was 3 okay. nothing FCT versus KRYL, whatever that stands for. <laughs> so something in the score crawl. Something. All right, Charles. Here we go. Oof. Oof. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, as we know, it's usually the cage with Charles, but just like Brandon Flowers and the Killers of Mr. Brightside, I'm coming out of my cage. I'm feeling just fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got to really get down it. because you want it all. I want it all. How did it end up like this? It just started with a uh, CV virus. <clears throat> um, so <laughs> normally the cage with Charles is it's anything goes, rules come in, but Given the events of everything, we're going to do something big. We're going to do the Iron Man match here of the Wrestling with Charles. I think we're just going to call it the Iron Charles. Why not? <laughs> I like the idea of it. It sounds profitable. Market me, Vince. I'm here to make money. I'll help you make money. As always, that we say, wrestling is not fake. It is scripted. It is a dance. It is a ballet. It is a story of men and women fighting for championships, love, respect, hatred, blood feuds. But more importantly, wrestling is about education. I might have a Juris Doctorate, but today I'm a Doctor in Wrestlingnomics, or Doctor in Wrestling at DW. And today, boys, you're coming to school. This is not a Learn to Goof segment. You learn how to do promos. You're going to learn on the mat. You're going to learn how to take the three-pin on the count. Yay. You're going to learn when it's time to submit. And the first thing I'm going to tell you about the Iron Man match is this. Normally, a good Iron Man match or an Iron Women match, we're in the 2020 world, right, is you have 60 minutes. You know, as many falls, submissions, disqualifications, as many wins as you can get within that hour. Whoever mm. is the victor of it wins. Notable matches, of course, Brett the Hitman Hart versus Shawn Michaels. I believe WrestleMania 12. I'm kind of old. Don't hold Sounds me to it. Sounds a lot like Mario where, Party. Yeah, where they, it basically is Mario Party. <laughs> when you really think about it, and of course, there's some little toady man stealing your stars and stealing your shine, and that's usually the fans. Because here's the problem with Iron Man match, just starting it off. What is your patience? What is the wrestler's skill set, their ability? What is the believability? You do a two out of three falls match, you can get people invested, but what about a whole, not winner take all, but let's do this for a time limit, and we're getting to the time limit. Some memorable matches that I recall, Brett and Sean, Charlotte and Sasha, Sheamus and Cesaro, and of course there's other ones out there in different worlds. I don't think WCW ever had one, but what your goal is, is try to submit them, try to pin them, try to win by D or win by DQ because the other side just can't deal with you. And that's kind of like what this lesson is going to be. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a little bit technical. It's going to be a little bit ugly. It might be a little bit weird and it might be a little bit schmoozy, but I'm invested with it and you guys are going to be too. So you guys, we're all about the I, schmooze. Yeah, yeah. We're all about the schmooze, a dusty classic. And no, that's not a famous uh, pornography move. That is something <laughs> that was always referenced to the late, great Dusty Rose when he would be a booker in the back of how to do a kind of finish or make other people look good. But before we go into that, talking about looking good, let's make me look good. Let's make me look good. The Iron Charles helping out Vince McMahon. Let's talk about regular wrestling first before we get into the details, because I feel like that we owe ourselves that mm. to figure out what's going on in this CV world. So basically everything hurts and I'm dying inside. Why? Because WrestleMania has not been canceled, but it has been moved. Right. So Andrew, I guess the good thing I never went to Tampa to begin with, right? Wrestling has been moved. WrestleMania has been moved to the PC, which is the Performance Center. Ideally, it's going to be closed off. It is still going to stream on the WWE Network at 7 p.m. April 5th or 6th. And here's the thing about WrestleMania compared to every other pay-per-view, aside from SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, and Survivor Series, it is the spectacle. It is the showcase of Immortals. And it's one of those pay-per-views, if not the pay-per-view, that is contingent on how you feel about it with the fan participation fans 
for lack of a better word, are jerks. <laughs> but they're also great jerks because they can help you buy into the emotion as a viewer. I have been to live events. I have been to actual TV shows of the wrestling. SmackDown last year, uh, and then I've gone to a couple of the NXT stuff. And when a crowd is invested, when you're cheering, when you're being mightily, it's basically like watching a basketball game. So imagine having the Super Bowl, having March Madness, having the World Series without the roar of the crowd. Well, this is what's going to happen. And I don't know how I feel about it. I've kind of said I'm not really going to watch any of the wrestling going forward now on TV, not because the product's bad. It's average at best, as is everything, but because of the fact that are these storylines going to continue? Are they going to carry the same emotional heat if you don't have a crowd going, oh, or, you know, SOB, or they say the classic app, you know, a-hole word, or, of course, the smart the smart jerks I, I, who say CM Punk all the time. I, I saw um, Nick Alberga, who's on uh, SiriusXM NHL Network. He akened wrestling without the fans as hockey without the puck. Wow. That's, and, well... Yes and no. Okay. I would say, I would say the show still kind of goes on, but you know what I would say that, ironically, um, I would say wrestling's without the fan, hockey without the puck. I would say wrestling's without the fan is like hockey without, without the spirit. You know, yeah. the puck can still be there. Yeah. Because you guys got to remember, it's a twofold. You're there for the athleticism, and you're there for, I guess, the the violence. But we're also there for the storylines. It's a soap opera. Mm -hmm. I have told you guys that all the time. Just like that episode of South Park. Just like that episode of South Park. Just like everything in life, right? And there's so many good storylines that are coming through with it. Edge is returning. He's challenging Randy Orton to a last man standing match. You have The Fiend, who's probably going to be put over by John Cena. We'll talk about wrestling one-on-one terminology later on the show. Spoiler alert. Um, And validate Bray Wyatt as a performer. You're going to have you're basically going to have all these matches that we're invested in partially um, AJ Styles for the undertaker and you're not going to have a crowd there. So the spirit's not going to there. Mm-hmm. You know what it is guys? It's just basically fighting for third place. It's a round Robin red Robin tournament. You're getting the participation trophy, but without the fans, it doesn't really mean. I, I almost feel like taken out. Uh, just a, uh, sorry to interject, but I almost feel like, like they should like record it not do it live, but like record it first and then, do some fancy editing to kind of add music to it, all this other stuff to kind of, you know, the storyline is going to be there, but you have some production value to it. So it's kind of like a movie instead of the live soap opera type of thing. I don't know. I'm just, just trying to make it less weird. Let's talk about it because something's SmackDown went fanless raw went fanless and it felt weird. And these are just your weekly TV shows. Part of me was okay with it because it's just the TV shows. You're never supposed to get the full potential uh, on the match. You're not supposed to get really like these these matches that on a pay-per-view between talents like Andrade and Rey Mysterio should be a B-A-level quality. You're supposed to get the C stuff because you want the C-level grade because you want to build to it to pay-per-view where there's no commercials, where they're given more than 12 minutes of time. They can go 15, 20, 25, maybe 30, depending on the match. You want that. So, the, so it's fine there but you're not getting the crowd. You're not getting the amazingness that comes into it. You're not getting the shock sensations. I'll give you a point of example. At a WrestleMania, when The Undertaker was going against Brock Lesnar for his undefeated streak, mm-hmm. and Brock Lesnar beats Taker, and it cuts to 
the black guy who just slaps his face like, what just happened? Like he's shocked. It looked like he just saw his dog get ran over. That's oh. the emotional stuff that yeah. you live for. Or even most equivalent, Kofi Kingston winning his first WWE championship. The crowd was hot from start to finish. And that's going to be kind of taken out. But then I asked myself this, what was Vince to do? This is a storyline-based thing, right? Are you going to postpone everything? Hope that this whole CV situation is dealt with by June, July, or August and redub Mania for SummerSlam and try to continue three to five months of a storyline. This had Drew McIntyre's crowning as the prodigal son returning. This had Undertaker versus AJ. It's not like Taker has much time in this in this wrestling field, though granted that paycheck says differently. This is Roman Reigns recapturing his universal title and taking Bill Goldberg out of the equation. This means Goldberg would still have to be my universal champion for five months. I can't I can't live in that world. I don't want to live in that world. You know what I mean? Like mm. I don't have a Baconator every day to survive <laughs> when my will is taken from me. Of course, there's Becky versus Shayna Baszler. No offense to Becky. I like her talent. Shayna just doesn't do it for me. I don't know what they're doing with the SmackDown titles. The Raw and SmackDown championships, it's up in the air. There's a lot of stuff. IC, you, you know, U.S. titles. They haven't decided that card yet. They have time, really. You did it on twofold because canceling WrestleMania might hurt. I don't think it's going to cause people to cancel subscriptions to the network and if people did cancel subscriptions to the network it's because fundamentally there are people out there who are who are losing their jobs yeah and they want to conserve the ten dollars a month and that's the reality of certain things and that's why on a twofold thanks vince for still making me want to watch something because that could be depressing right we like we like sports and we like or i like wrestling as an escapism same with games movies audiobooks you know tv shows i never seem to finish but maybe if i work at home but i never will because i'm an animal and i'll go to the office um would do one day but i get it because it's kind of like postponing a tv show i don't know what's a cool tv show these days because everything's so netflix and accessible to you but um it's as if the show that you're watching week to week i'm just gonna use gray's anatomy as an example Mm -hmm. let's just say because they're on like season 35 so you're (laughs) like you're at the season finale but you are filming it so you have to cancel it even though you have all the other episodes in production well damn you're so close right we need that closure or it's like a show getting canceling mid-season for good so i think it would change if there are people who contract it i hope they don't they're more susceptible towards it because of all the traveling that they do yeah it wouldn't strike me as a possibility but here's the thing about cv that we also have to realize and i i am how do i want to say this with towing line i am not a public service announcement to any of this stuff all I know is that you're going to interact with people who may or may not have it. So for Vince McMahon, until he sees it happen to his people or to himself, he's going to assume that everywhere he goes is not having it. And whether or not that's a healthy mentality, I don't know, but it's a mentality. So the show goes on. Is that going to cost loss of money? Yes. You have to kind of deal with the damages that you're losing out for the Tampa arena. Is it going to kill the storylines maybe the storylines i was already invested in i'm invested in edge and randy Orton has been liquid fire you know edge challenging randy to a last man standing match is just beautiful because that means weapons are getting used you don't need technical wrestling built in you can make into a blood feud as a blood feud should be the environment of no crowd helps out with someone like bray wyatt cutting a convincing chilling promo to john cena mr superstar and we all know john cena he's he's the rock in a such of touch points of the casual to the the fanatics of wrestling and the regular entertainment world mm. and he's telling john cena straight to his face oh it's going to be a slaughter and you just don't know it you felt chills 
but there's a difference when you see the fiend in person and the crowd gets quiet because yeah. it's the menace of the force. I don't know because here's the thing, you guys. I can watch a match, and I can assess a match for the merits of it, the good technicalness, the good uh, the combat of it, whatever you want to call it. If it's a submission specialist or if it's a guy who's a high flyer, lucha libre or luchador, but the crowd – not the puck, but it's as if you're just there for your kid's peewee hockey game and you know they're going to get the trophy anyway because it's just going through the motions. What happens at this WrestleMania, there's not going to be a crowd, so Brock Lesnar loses his universal champ or his heavyweight championship. Uh, Goldberg loses his universal championship, and does anybody care at the end of the day? The other thing that hurts, takeover is canceled. It's postponed, and damn it, I'm never going to get Johnny Gargano versus Tomasa Ciampa 4, and it hurts because that feud has been fire. The last NXT at the Performance Center, they beat the holy hell out of each other in the gym room to which, you know, Ciampa had Johnny in an air raid and is the ultimate soap opera of best friends become bitter enemies who both went on to separate titles. This match was supposed to happen last year for Ciampa's NXT championship, presumably with Johnny winning the gold. Ciampa gets a neck injury. He's out for nine months. Ciampa wins the gold, loses Adam Cole, baby. They have a couple fuses, they disappear. And then now, out of nowhere, Johnny Gargano costs Tommaso Ciampa in an excellent match, as you guys need to watch on WWE Network for $9.99 a month if you can afford it, <laughs> uh, between him and Adam Cole. And then Johnny Gargano just ruins it. And now I don't get that payoff. And guys, it's as if I go to get a Baconator and I'm told, <laughs> we're sorry, we're out. And I just weep. And they uh. go say, would you like a regular Baconator? I'm like, yeah. And that's just how I feel about <laughs> WrestleMania. Wanted breakfast, but I have to settle for lunch. In AEW World, I don't know what the hell's going on. Like, they're probably going to reschedule some stuff. It's a once-a-week thing. They don't do a lot of uh, live television, but a lot of these guys have independent contracts. So we'll see what happens with Dynamite. And granted, TNT, if they could do closed-off stuff and everybody stays local, they might keep it on because what is TNT lacking right now? Sports. So yeah. maybe they need some viewership. There's only so many times I could watch a – uh, rerun of um, Franklin and Bash or Isoli and Riles where those shows are and all the other shows are on TNT that I don't watch obviously. Granted if you put on a Law or SVU marathon I'll probably watch it. New Japan canceling everything. Ring yeah. of Honor canceling everything. Everything's canceled and the reason why it's canceled is because the traveling a lot of guys work with different independent promotions. There's a lot of contact and hopefully within a month there's more accessibility to the testing there's more just understanding of what really we're dealing with um because maybe it's like a super saiyan for those who don't watch dragon ball z this is just you know like frieza you this is not my final form ha, ha, ha. Um, <laughs> we don't know and uh, so i don't say wrestlemania is on life support but its legs are wobbly and the thing is is if you say charles do you cancel wrestlemania i'm like maybe but here's the problem too there's a difference between canceling and pushing back, and you need certainty. If you say, hey, we got to push it back to May, I think you survive. I think you can put on Raw and SmackDown talents that are not really seen on TV, let the storylines cool a little bit, and then pick it back up. But if you know the expectation is you can't put on the grand spectacle until July or August, just let the show go on and we'll take those bumps. WWE has survived not worse but they have survived other kind of tragedies such as Owen Hart dying at a pay-per-view uh, we could definitely talk about that but that's going to get very grim but there has been traumatic things that have happened Jerry Lawler had a heart attack on Raw once 
there's a way of dealing with the chaos and embracing the chaos, like a Chaos Emerald when you play Sonic Forces <laughs> or Sonic Mania or all the other Sonics that go in there on your Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, and all other consoles that you have. We don't have Xbox Ones over here. Um, also, that was canceled too, and then we'll go into the open forum is the WWE Hall of Fame induction was pushed back. It'll probably be around summertime, which is fine. There's too many people in the Hall of Fame, you guys. A lot of these guys could have been headliners. You have NWO. Uh, I don't know why X-Pac is in it. I know he was six back then, but if you're going to do any kind of small man with a big mouth, you should have done easy Eric Bischoff. It's just, I don't know if Vince is being petty or not, whatever, but you're getting Hogan re- re-inducted. You're getting Kevin Nash inducted. Re-inducted. And you're getting... I, I believe they went in as individuals and then re-inducted as a group. The same thing uh, happened with Ric okay. Flair as a wrestler for the Four Horsemen and then for Evolution. Okay. You're getting... So he's going in as a different category. Yes, okay. which never makes sense to me because it's your body of work. It's like... Well, it's like, hey, uh, it's, I mean, I think the NHL does the same thing. And the Hockey Hall of Fame, you can go in as a player. It can go in as like a builder category. I mean, there's... Yeah, I just... I just view it as an actor. Daniel Day-Lewis has like three Oscars and it's because of his roles in this movie, that movie, There Will Be Blood, My Left Foot, yeah. Lincoln. It's the same person because it's the body of work. I don't know. But the people that were in there, Batista, who you guys know as Drax, um, maybe, I don't know, Batista's just an animal. He'll be in the like Fast and Furious 10 because that's all that seems to happen. John Brashaw Layfield, who is part of the APA and also had his own world title on. The British Bulldog, Baby Boy Smith, who I believe was Tattoo and Dynamite Kid, also part of the Hart Family Foundation. Jushin Thunder Liger, barely wrestled in WWE, but his body of work travels everywhere. He was basically your seminal cruiserweight group-wise. NWO, Bella Twins, a lot of those people could at least headline it. I know the NWO itself could have just been sufficient. You could definitely have Batista be sufficient. Thunder Liger, not so much. Um... But yeah, so everything got kind of pushed out. That being said, that being said, kids, this is an open book exam. <laughs> you ask questions, I'll tell you what's on the test. You know, this is uh, this is where we kind of figure it out. Tell me what you want to know, Francisco and Andrew. Andrew's a little bit familiar, kids in the audience out there. He knows. He heard about it, but then he forgot the love. But then he met the Iron Charles, and he was like, Charles, I want to know what love is. I want <laughs> you to show me. And I basically showed him a picture of Nature Boy Ric Flair in his prime. And I show him promos. And I do all this stuff. And then Andrew's starting to find the love. But, but Francisco, how can I make you love sweaty men in tights fighting over imaginary <laughs> stuff? Before, before we go further, Charles, I have a question for you. Yes. So something I've always wondered, and I know wrestling, it's not fake. It's, it's a scripted it soap opera, but it is real. I have always wondered, considering the fact that it is scripted, how how do people advance to be, you know, the headliners? <laughs> oh. <Uh-oh>. Okay, <laughs> this is generational. This oh, is generational. Boy. In the 80s and, like, part of the 90s is, are you sweaty, bald men with big muscles? That's Vince McMahon in the 80s. And a lot of this is going to be a shot on Vince McMahon, but the reason why is he's your litmus test. There's been other organizations that came in there, and I could address that too. But this is from a personal experience as a viewer because there are plenty of people that should be headlining as main champions, and Vince McMahon never felt that they were a draw. Draw being first you know, question, definition, all that stuff. Somebody is going to make people want to buy the merchandise, come to the live events, watch the TV shows, watch the pay-per-views. In the 80s, it was, you know, 
it wasn't even really Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant was kind of like the transitional from the WWF to WWF, but it was the sweaty, big, muscular man with balding head. Who was that? Mr. Red and Yellow, Hulk Hogan, Hulkamania. Mm. He was quotable. He couldn't really wrestle in the ring because he was a big bodybuilder, but he had the way of getting the crowd invested. He was known for his body slam, the big boot, the atomic leg drop. He would hulk up because he would get beat down, and then he'd point the figure with you, and he'd go crazy. But he was big. He had massive pythons. What you gonna do? He had catchphrases. It's a little bit of everything. And the problem mm. is, is you can be a great wrestler, but it doesn't work. It's kind of like the dating field, right? You know this person's good for you, but you got eyes on the stunner over here, right? And you're just starstruck. It's like the girl next door, the guy next door, whatever, but you're Vince McMahon, and you're just going to go what the investment is. And sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. Part of it is the evolution of the crowd and what we like. If It's kind of hard to watch those old NWA wrestlings or the uh, – you know the mid-atlantic matches i've done it because i want to see it is but you know when their finishers are just body slams where i'm seeing ricochet do a 630 off the top apron i'm like jesus christ that's amazing but the new age is different there's not a lot of big guys these days and what they are it's like brock lesnar you know brock's a draw but it really is up to vince he vince likes his comedy so if you're funny you'll get a push seek our truth who is really good as a 24 7 champion or he's not the 24 7 champion now but he can get like the attention of there. If you have a cool, you know, gimmick, if, if he just likes you, it, it depends. There's some people that he doesn't like that he should like, and they have great success going elsewhere. Um, look at Cody Rhodes. He was stuck in the mid card. Mid card test number two, or uh, question number two. Mid card is like you're you're in the middle of the pack. You'll get some TV time. Maybe you'll get some middle titles, you know, mid-card titles. Maybe you'll get into the main event scene on the theory of rotation. I'll explain that in a second. Uh, but you're never really going to be up there because you might not be this. You might not be that. You might be noticeable because you're the son of somebody like Cody. But Cody was like, well, F you, Vince. I'm out. And he created all the all elite wrestling. And he's doing an okay job. He mm. built his brand in Ring of Honor in New Japan. And now him and Tony Khan are kind of updating everything. So really it depends on the other promotions like ring of honor was known for just finding these upstart talents they're the ones who found daniel bryan when he was brian Danielson. they're the ones who helped legitimize the careers of samoa joe and cm punk who had two five-star matches the aj styles uh new japan pro wrestling it's really they're weird because they treat it really much like a grand prix a big tournament and even though it's predetermined with their booker terminology number three a booker is the person making decisions of the matches and who goes over and who loses and maybe how the mm. things have to go over um sometimes they look at like kasuga okada kazushika okada i can never say it obviously with all the anime i watched as a kid you think i can <laughs> say it <laughs> but, but no ichigo that's as much as i go with, <laughs> with okada when you look at kazuchika okada he's a big six foot three 220 pound a Japanese born wrestler and he is awesome. He has the endurance, he has the attitude. The guy comes in with a robe and money falls from the sky because he's the rainmaker. I'm like, yo, hmm. sometimes it's just the concept of the character. Um, Eric Bischoff, because WCW was a weird kind of animal, it was Ted Turner wanted to compete because he, he wants some good old wrestling hmm. and he put TV guys, put into it, really didn't know much about wrestling, so then he hires all these other people to run the show for the wrestling. Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes, Hogan as bookers and agents. That was probably terrible. 
And then comes Vince Russo, who ruins everything. The downfall of WCW is just fantastic because I like WCW a lot. But then the matches when you go back there was just terrible. And a lot of it wasn't so much of like, can they make new stars? They were like, who can we put from the WWF that was successful that came here because they gave guaranteed contracts because they were just there for once or two shows a week with Nitro, Thunder, and a pay-per-view. So you might only have to wrestle three times a week compared to Vince McMahon's ruling 300 schedule. So they would go on nostalgia of, the Hulk Hogan's, the Macho Man's, the Ric Flair's, Sting, who was one of the few guys born and bred there. Um, they've capitalized on Rick Rude, uh, Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, uh, Kevin Nash, and Scott Hall when they came over. So they were more of like the nostalgia bit. The other animals that they created was like Goldberg, but you had the streak and you didn't really know what to do with them afterwards. And the only people that they created that could have been successful was DDP, Booker T to a degree, uh, indifferent on Jeff Jarrett, but I've never been like a Jeff Jarrett guy. Good wrestler. He, had, he helped develop TNA Impact, um, and they ruined Bret Hart because they didn't know what to do with him. It was pretty simple. You should have just had him wrestle News and Hogan immediately, but whatever. We'll talk about that. Other organizations, Impact, when they were known as TNA, Total Nonstop Action, kind of did the same thing. But they led to findings of Samoa Joe and um, AJ Styles. And I feel like I'm missing one more, and it's going to kill me. Well, you know, past is the past, right? But it just depends on who your boss is and if you like it. Because when you're trying to find out what the it factor is, for me, it's subjective, right? The old uh, law school thing that we learned was pornography, you know, when you see it. That's kind of how I feel about a wrestler when I look at them and I just, I just know, I just know. Like Bray Wyatt was always somebody for me. Yeah, he's a fat guy, but he's a built fat guy. My buddy got to meet him in Orlando because they were the performance center and he popped on Facebook and I was like, I hate you. (laughs) Because I was literally wearing a Bray Wyatt shirt at the gym that day. But the guy, to me, he's a big boy, but it's a different kind of big boy. He's great on the mic. His wrestling matches are more psychological, so he's not going to be doing athletic stuff like a 450 splash. He's not going to do a submission. His basic, at the end of the day, his finisher, the Sister Abigail, is a, you know, um, like an S- reverse STO that's spinning. Or, you know, I don't have a video in the background to kind of point it out. Like, I'm a, I feel like I could just do the Tony Romo right now. Like, CBS, you want to pay me $18 million? <laughs> Right here, dude. And then he goes in from being this cult leader because he's so, because what happens is you're on TV most of the time. So if you can keep the fans focused on the TV and your attention, you're doing good for doing like five, 10 minute promos. He's a cult leader, he's doing this. And then what happens is Vince buries him. And so terminology for buried, right? Get your notes out. Burying means burying somebody, not helping them go over, but just killing them, basically. But then he comes back as the fiend, which is so, so just not diametrical from what he is. He's still kind of a cult leader of the Firefly okay. Funhouse. I, I, let, me, let me ask here. Um, when, so he said, you say he comes back as the fiend. Now, is that like a conscious decision by him to do that, to change his character, to make, give him like some sort of different yes no. arc? Or is it like somebody outside getting him to do that? Yes and no, right? I, I think the idea was Aubrey, but Vince only trusts a few people with the TV time stuff, right? Because imagine losing the crowd, losing the ratings. If it came out to being Stephanie McMahon on a microphone, I'm changing that channel. I can't stand stuff. I'm sure she's a great human being, great humanitarian. When I know it was a Stephanie McMahon promo when she was the authority, I was like, snooze, because they're too long and boring, and she can't really like work with the crowd when there's heat against her, heat terminology, fans raging against you. Bray's last thing that he was doing was tag teaming with Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy's hurt, injured, Bray's off the shelf, 
So he's almost gone for like nine, ten months. No one's seeing him. Yeah, there's a sister Abigail, this reverse SDO. Look what he does. He basically he slows it up, kisses you on the forehead, and then bam, spins it up. It's psychology, guys. Um, but he comes out, creates his character, who basically looks like a horror movie in a B film, and gives these great promos because it's a before and after. And it takes you to understand that wrestling could be a different kind of weird. Right, because you got to remember, here's the thing about wrestling: not everything is about big, sweaty, bald men. There's parts in wrestling where we have the Cactus Jacks. Mick Foley is a prime example. The guy would be three different iterations: Dude Love, Cactus Jack, Mankind. Bray is just doing his own weird stuff, right? And then you have Doink the Clown. So it's like, I can't make this up. Jake the Snake Roberts. So you get characters in it. Not only is it a soap opera and athleticism, people being up, but then you just get weird ass people. So for me, Bray always had it. And then there's guys that never really had it that Vince wanted to kind of push down my throat. And whether it's because of injury or because it's just he thought he was the next best guy. And I just think of Ryback. Ryback is just kind of like a Goldberg wannabe. And I hate to say that because I, I guess he's a nice guy. I don't know. But he never really impressed me much. And his whole thing was like, feed me more. But he's like this six foot seven guy from vegas you know who's just going thing and it couldn't get over the crowd he couldn't work the mic his wrestling skills were limited but maybe vince saw something in him to push him or even the debate with roman roman kind of looks like he has the hit factor handsome guy built samoan vince loves the samoan people because the rock he's the cousin of the rock his finisher's a spear mm. but you know could he have it really it if roman just went heel heel terminology bad guy um so it depends it's subjective and that's as the viewer so when you like somebody you want to see them succeed because you appreciate their skills in the ring you appreciate what they could do on the promo or other things but they can only get as far as their master leads them that master is vince mcmahon mm. so there's people who will make careers afterwards so when it comes to vince it's whatever the hell he wants there's been people who have succeeded and not succeeded so that answers your question in a very long 10 minute draw <laughs> all right um so question for me so I've heard you say some like a wrestler is a technical wrestler and like what are the different types of wrestlers? Excellent question. And I've been waiting for this moment all my life. Oh Lord, <laughs> as you can tell, we're going for there. Variety is the spice of life, but if you're good at something, never do it for free. And you have the Lucha Libre wrestling. You know, that's usually your high flying on the top rope, mid-roll, somersaulting, whatever. That's great. Known Legends, Rey Mysterio, Juventud Guerrera, modern day guys, uh, El Fantismo, Bandito, Rush, um, Andrade, Humberto Carrillo, Angel Garza, who I'm a big fan of. I would, I don't even know if I would say Eddie Guerrero is full out luchador, but you gotta give some love to Eddie Guerrero. You know, Mr. Frog Splash himself, Mr. Three Amigos, uh, Lasso from El Paso, technical or submission wrestling, but that kind of high flying, high energy, wear masks because CM, CLL or is it CMLL? And all the other AAA wrestling, you know, they have a different thing. Um, so that's your high fly thing. Technical wrestling is just kind of what you think. It's the matchups, it's the grips, it's the test of strength, it's the headlocks, it's the submissions, it's the working the mat, being a mat technician. Your, your modern day guys who do that exceptionally well now would be your uh, Daniel Bryan's, would be your Drew Gulak's. And I know anybody who actually listens to wrestling, I'm going over from a lot of WWE stuff, but it's just because I gotta, right? That's our main entryway. There's other people internationally who can lock up well i mean i wouldn't say it's even fair to say that um i'm trying to think of some new japan people but they're do a lot of different kind of style and i'll talk i'll give it its own conversation in a moment 
but you're doing a lot of lockups, you're doing a lot of technical stuff, you're selling stuff, you're selling arm bars, you're selling cross faces, you're doing it very well. Um, then you have your kind of submission specialists, uh, Bret Hart, uh, he would just tell the story, he would attack the legs. Sometimes it's just being a natural storyteller too, and I think that's important for everybody that we talk about. What are you doing? But submissionist, it makes sense. If your finisher is the sharpshooter, you're working the leg, you're working the back. If your finisher is the figure four leg lock, well, you're just already talk. we talked about Cactus Jack, aka McFoley, but we say Cactus Jack because McFoley's persona is when he was Cactus Jack, it was anything goes, going through flaming tables, barbed wire, cutting blood. It's different now because hey, we don't want people to get like tetanus and uh, hepatitis C and all this other stuff that kind of comes in there. Um, but you have all this variety that kind of comes in there and it's it's only gonna get more improved, especially with the form of athleticism because you're seeing athletic big men like were delicious. They were just so good, man. Because in those cruiserweights, you had Jericho, Mysterio, Dean Malenko, the man of a thousand holds. You had, I think I mentioned a girl, you had Juventud Guerrero, Psychosis, La Parca, guys who could go. Whew, I know what I'm watching later today. So there's a myriad of styles and it's always going to improve. And the one thing we talk about wrestling is that we, we know that it's scripted. I will never really say it's fake, right? But we know it's scripted. Those injuries are so real. So imagine doing yeah, I'm, all this I'm stuff. Looking, they had the, where this guy just fell into the stands and that did not look planned. <laughs> oh, oh, oh yeah. Uh, you know, I think that was Hooven too, just going with the, um, getting hit with that on the barricade. So you have certain things, but that's just wood, man. That's wood with some padding. If they have the gimmick matches, the hell in the cells, the ladder matches, like how is Jeff Hardy alive is my question. He's still going at it. Edge had to retire for nine years because all the neck injuries. You also have to remember the kind of injuries here are like legitimate sports injuries, blown out quads. Triple H blew out both quads trying to do a pedigree onto on Chris Jericho onto the damn announcers match. Oh, is this uh, Psychosis versus uh, Rey Mysterio and yeah. ECW? That got a five-star match uh, from Dave Meltzer. I know we put out there. I saw that match. That match is really good. Here's the thing I like about wrestling, gentlemen, and everybody out there listening. You can watch stuff from the past for the first time and be wowed. I can't rewatch old World Series. I can't rewatch old NBA Finals. I cannot rewatch old um and super bowl stuff i can rewatch old wrestling and i can rewatch old ufc and boxing because those hits you feel them it's that wow moment that really suckers you in you always know when it's gonna be the giants uh, that, that's actually a good point like i i watch highlights from uh like 97 or 2003 world series but i can't just sit down and say oh because they have it on youtube you can watch straight up full games of like game seven of the 97 world series but it's like Okay, I know in the uh, like in the, the bottom of the sixth inning or something like that, like Bobby Bonilla hits a it's a leadoff home run and stuff like that. Like I would rather skip to that than going through all the other drugs, you know. Oh, Jeff just died. <laughs> um, yeah, I, you mentioned that. I'm just like I'm just gonna put it on screen. Oh dear God. Yeah, I don't I don't want to take that. I dear take Lord. That and I thought about that the other day because when I was at the gym, I saw that they had the old. Um, they had a couple of old UFC matches going on ESPN, and I was like, oh, man, like, this is still hit. Like, even in boxing, and I used to be a big boxing fan. I'm, like, a moderate boxing fan now. Um, but you, you, the way those punches connect, I'm like, oh, but at the end of the day, I always know it's going to be Eli. And, and by the way, the, 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 uh, the video in the background is, is flipped because the WWE always dings us every time we put the footage on. Vince, I, I called you a MVP. Bro, do us a favor. <laughs> do us a favor, man. 
right. Come on. Um, but yeah, so there, there's a lot of stuff that kind of come into it. And so a lot of stuff that you're seeing with Jeff Hardy, we're going to talk about this terminology for the test. They're what you call spots and bumps. Taking okay. a bump, basically taking the big risk, the big injury. The spot is the set, the thing that's supposed to make people go, wow. Jeff Hardy getting speared by Edge on the ladder. That's the spot. Jeff Hardy took the bump. What did it do? It put all those teams over, meaning over with the fans, over with mm. Vince, over with everybody. Okay. So it's, so it's kind of like injuries. in, I don't know, I'm trying to make a like an analogy, like uh, uh, like in racing, in racing where they have teams and stuff, and sometimes, you know, you, you have a guy, you, you take one for your team, for yourself, to help your team overall in general, in some sense. Yeah. 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 Or it's basically not being Stefan Diggs who whines about not getting the ball enough from Kirk Cousins and saying, you know what I'm feeling? You do you, boo. Let you have it. <laughs> Uh, okay. So Jeff Hardy's back, by the way, for those who want to know, he's still wrestling. He just came back from injury and um, he beat Baron Corbin in that empty stadium. So interesting to see what happens there and if he's going to end his career. Matt Hardy left. We don't know where he's going to go and we'll see. Okay. Uh, all right. So, Andrew, you have another question or if you're still not, there? Not really. All right. Uh, let's see. What, what else did I? Uh, okay. So, um so I was, t- I was talking about, like, we talked about Lou Albano managers and stuff like that. What other, I guess, uh, I would say positions or or personnel or things that we ha- I should know about? So first and foremost, the reason why we sometimes put a manager on somebody is either help hype up the person, whether it's face or heel, for obvious reasons. It might just make the crowd hate them more. Mm-hmm. Or because the rest of themselves that they're managing is either foreign language speaking so like Selena Vega with Andrade. And now managing is basically English. like like they're, like they're a coach in a some in some sense or uh, it it's it's a character role. You know? Yeah yeah um, I know it's a like but like manager like someone who promotes them. Type yeah of thing. yeah it, it depends on the role in the organization. Okay you know depend it's different for each thing but so Jimmy Hart would just be the guy with the style the big megaphone calling for people. And then you would think, I'm trying to think of them. Vince doesn't really like doing managers now, which makes sense because you're paying people money for, they, like they take some bumps, they take some spots. It depends on their match. If they interfere, they might help their client win. A face manager is really just there to kind of hype somebody up. You don't see that a lot anymore. I can't mm-hmm. think of a current one now. You get a lot of heel managers. Like, I don't know how many times Zelina has helped Andrade win for the MT time. She'll do a Hurricane Rana. She's great. Um, she'll, she'll attack people. It's fantastic. Uh, so it depends on the role. Like Ted DiBiase, um, I believe was a manager a little bit when he had to kind of like semi-retire, helped out the IRS, and I think he got back into it. Uh, Paul Ellerling, when he was with the Authors of Pain, um, because they're they're, you know, basically foreign speaking, so it just kind of puts them over. Um, it, it just helps create a stable. If you have a multiple teams going in there, uh, managers aren't really used that much today. Okay in my opinion, but they might still be there over in New Japan. Kazuka Okada, we're not, we're not even going to Kazuka. Jay White is managed by Ghetto, who's part of the Bullet Club. Ghetto's also the booker, so of course he's going to push over Jay White. But it's there sometimes to help the audience just view that person as relevant. And sometimes you hate that guy even more, or girl even more, because there's always interference. So it's about the comeuppance, right? The good guy wins, the bad guy loses most of the time. So that's the whole thing. is about the comeuppance that comes in. I'm sure there's many managers, so please, no one should hate me for if I forget a manager because you're not on top of my list. It's Halloween Havoc 96 with Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio that just wows me still. Just like uh, what's our Eve online 
just like Eve Online for the uh, your well, online we're, 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 well, actually, we're, Eve hasn't done anything today. It's Everspace 2 so far. Everspace 2. <laughs> Eve, get on your game. Um, so there's that. Other characters, other organization. Ostinata, he, he, he's going to be hopefully something. I think he'll be the guy that eventually takes one of the belts off of Tetsuya Naito. Is that my boy? Uh, not, that's not Tommy Hero. That's I'm trying to look into it because I'm looking on the screen. I'll get back to that one in a second. So, um, other characters. Sometimes you'll have figureheads, commissioners, general managers. Mm -hmm. uh, just because it's about the TV time, right? And then you have people like Eric Bischoff, who was part of the NWO, who just made you really freaking hate them, or you want to be cool with them. It, it depends. You have the people that Vince McMahon was sponsoring. He's saying he's the guy. So when The Rock turned or went fully heel and beat Mick Foley, uh, that's Minoru Suzuki, I believe. That There we go. That, it was killing me. It was killing me, and I had to figure it out. <laughs> um, you have Vince McMahon being his own figure, saying this guy's the next big thing, screwing over um, Mick Foley to help The Rock win the, the WWF championship at that time. It's a lot of things that come into it. So you get those people. Shane McMahon was a general manager who gets into the ring. Uh, Daniel Bryan, you know, he was the SmackDown GM until he got clearance for his brain, you know, his head trauma. That's what I'll call it. Forgive me for being ignorant, Daniel Bryan. If you do listen, I love you. Please come on the show. I want to talk about your techno greatness. Um, so you get a few of them in there. And then some of the other one, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think. They're trying to do some other stuff. Like in NXC, they're doing Robert Stone with the Robert Stone brand. So it's about creating a faction. Faction terminology as well for the test is the group, the people. When you think faction, I want you to think Four Horsemen. I want you to think the New World Order, the NWO. I want you to think of Degeneration X, DX. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you about that. Like, I, I was always, I've always wondered what the NWO was. Like, what is that? Can I answer this one? Yes. Ooh, okay. It is the New World Order. The TA is in. <laughs> Ex extra credit to you, sir. Thank you. And it's, it's the I, New World Order for sure. I don't remember all of the membership, but NWO was kind of an, a late 80s, early 90s, what you call stable, um, which is just a group of wrestlers that would kind of team up with each other and tag team matches and other things. And I know that, um, I, I'm pretty sure that Hulk Hogan was in it at one point. Um, um, yes. So, I think Triple H and uh, Shawn Michaels at one point. Okay, so I, yes and no. Let me kind of explain to it. So the NWO started out in 1996 when it was Kevin Nash and, and Scott Hall came over. They were Diesel and Razor Ramon from WWF. They were tight with Triple H and Shawn Michaels and X-Pac, a.k.a. Shawn Waltman, Uncle Six, also known as Six, also known as the One Two Three Kid. They're part of the Two Sweet Club with the little hand gestures, what have you. They come over. Nash and Hall, they say they got a secret guy coming in, and boom comes Hulk Hogan with the big betrayal. So it was around circa 1996 where they kind of came in. They might have known each other before. So they say it's a new world, or they go black and white. It was fantastic. It was three men, the outsiders of Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. They went for the tag belts. Hogan went for the main title. And then everybody joined. Eric Bischoff as their manager and that slimy, greasy commissioner guy. They got Rick Rudin. They got Teddy Biasi. Dusty Rose was in. I think Stevie Ray came in. They got too big. You can't keep the factions too much. Fun fact, you mentioned Shawn Michaels. There's only one person. Uh, I guess there's two, two, two people who have been both a part of the members of the NWO and D-Generation X. D-Generation X was the counterpoint to... 
the NWO. Actually, there's three because Rick Rude was on there too. Um, and that was WWE's counteraction to them. And that was Shawn Michaels, Rick Rude, Triple H, China, and then built up with X-Pac and the New Age Outlaws. But when Vince McMahon got Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and Hulk Hogan to come back as the NWO in, I think, 2003 or 2004, some people had to leave. Hall was fired for you know his alcoholic issues, stuff like that. Hogan turned face, terminology, becoming a baby face, become a good guy. So Shawn Michaels joined. So he was part of that too. It's kind of a little bit of everything, just different time periods. So it's just factions, just groups. We ourselves are a faction. We ourselves are a stable. <laughs> we are the sports goofs guys. It is us. We're going to have cool nicknames. And once we can start touching each other again, that didn't come out correctly. Once we start being able to have hand-to-hand -hand, uh, uh, hand -hand con contact and connection, I'm not helping myself here at all. We will make a cool sports goofs like thing we're not gonna tell people to suck it like dx did or no we're gonna do the two sweet like the nwo we'll do our own thing it'll be cooler than the fist bump <laughs> so that's like well fraction. fist bumps actually out of all the things in sonic forces i actually like that song <laughs> there you go and i see it now i mentioned one thing because i lied to you francisco because i see sensational sherry who is there for harlem heat there's also the valet and you don't get a lot of them anymore but sensational sherry Miss Elizabeth, who was valet to Macho Man. Well, so what's, a, what's a valet? Jerry? It's just the, uh, I don't want to say it's the eye candy because it feels inappropriate, but it's there to assist the wrestler. Oh, uh, okay. That's the female who's with him there. Terry okay. Reynolds, a.k.a. Terry Rhodes, did it with Gold Dust. Um, Trish Stratus, to a degree, was a valet slash manager for Tess and Albert when they were known as TNA. Lita as well, but Lita's also a wrestler too, as was Trish. So that's the other component. How dare I forget the valet stuff? That's on me. Um, so Freddie, you're correct. Sports goo woofs. Maybe it sounds cooler. It sounds like I had peanut butter in my mouth and they asked me to Sports goofs. Goofs. You know, we'll go Canadian on it. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of the valet thing. And then there's the referees, of course. And the referees are really the guys who are responsible for um, telling guys what the time is, saying, hey, you know, you're, you got this amount of time, you got that amount of time, you're doing a little bit of everything. That's Nick Patrick in the background, NWO re uh, referee. That's right. I even know the referee's name wow. sometimes, and it <laughs> surprises me. You know, so I'll give a shout-out right now to the one or two referees that I think are still around now. Uh, Earl Hebner, I think, is an AEW still. Good job, Earl. You know, I'm proud of you, even though you were uh, stealing some merchandise. Um selling merchandise and then charles robinson and then uh mike uh please don't forgive me now mike uh mike it starts with a K, mike kyota mike kyota who was both in wcw and wb or was that charles robinson who jumped both but mike kyota me and my buddy when we would do like drinking games to a false or last man standing match my god that man would start counting all the time and he would just he is probably responsible for my liver being gone that's why I don't do the things I don't 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 drink and play uh, watch wrestling guys. It's bad for you. <laughs> it's bad for your health. It's super bad for you. Uh, so I think that's the components there. And of course you got your ring announcers, um, and then everything else is there. And you know if I didn't steal all the time in the world, I talked to you about transitional champions, championships, why a championship matters, it doesn't matter, what it loses values on. Um, okay, uh, we are at we are. Well, two hours and five minute mark at this point, but it's your floor. You can end it whenever you want, Charles. 
Well, you know, the thing is, whenever we take tests and we take finals, everything is either broken down by the quarter or everything is taken cumulatively. And I'm a quarter kind of guy because, you know, I, I know everybody's hungry, but I want to leave you coming back for more because something tells me wrestling is going to get a big spotlight. So, Andrew, Francisco, Yay. one thing did you take away from this uh, this test review? Well, I mean, I would have to say that it answered my question about um... – you know that basically it's just a popularity contest there's no real uh particular strategy or whatever or you know it's not who's the you know most athletic or whatever necessarily it's does the promoter like you okay and uh, for... I, there's a couple of other things, but that's kind of, I guess, the main <laughs> Okay, way. I just want to, uh, one, uh, Vince McMahon really does not like us showing this on, on, on YouTube because they've already, they've taken it down on YouTube. Wow. So, but we are, but yeah, it's just jokes on you, Vince McMahon. We are broadcasting to like 30 other platforms at the same time. Uh, anyways, uh, that's one and then the other thing is uh just the athleticism as uh, just uh, the mention that you the, the luchadors the high flyers that type of stuff uh just seeing the highlights it's like wow holy crap um and that you can kind of much like uh like a like a soap opera you can like a those soap operas that have been lasting like decades you can kind of go back if you want to hear a storyline from 10 years back or 20 years back and watch that whole thing play out you can still do so it's not like like you said like in uh like any like watching a past nba finals or a past uh super bowl it's it's hard to do to watching that because you, you know the outcome but somebody like a noob like me like man why is this like this you can kind of go back in history and view it for yourself and then the other thing you guys should take away is that if you're NWO, you're NWO 444 life because it's just too sweet. <laughs> okay. And if you ain't NWO, you ain't nothing. All right. So are, are you uh, are you ending today's session like that? Class is over, kids. Uh, all righty. So we'll, we'll put the thank you screen on. Uh, Charles, actually, you close us out. You close us out. This is yours. Yeah. Wow. Well, you do it, thank, man. Thank you, everybody, who came in for a sports show and probably heard me an hour digesting my my palate of all wrestling and then throwing it up onto you. It was a great pleasure for me. I don't know about you, but uh, if you liked it, tune in next week and see us same time, same place, Tuesdays at 7. I know we're not going out to socially interact, so come see your friends, play some video games, read a book, listen to my dulcet tones, explain to you the idea of transitional champions, placeholder champions and all the matters of championships next actually week. that's Maybe a good idea if people that. want to game with us I, I actually i could put on the descriptions for some videos our uh our like our, our playstation and nintendo switch accounts if people just want to game <laughs> yeah 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 i'd like that yeah we we, we want Great. to get connected to you follow right. us on twitter and, and, uh, and, sports groups yeah play rocket league with me you'll i play like <laughs> i've played like a thousand games already now so play uh, smash brothers yeah you know, if me and francisco ever link up we both have switches yeah. andrew's got mlb the show got nhl so yeah there you go yeah just that follow us on twitter sports goose fjo rj i can't say fjojr that's there yeah i don't know why i, I feel like <laughs> no damn free holy girls are true we're, we're looking for 
we're not subscribers, but we're looking for entertainment ourselves in our daily lifespan. And everybody be safe, take care of yourselves, and, you know, be smart about things, right? Yep. All right. So, wash your hands, everybody. All right, good night. If you need toilet paper, go to the Dollar Tree, get tissues, and use that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll end it on that. Bye-bye. Night. Bye.